doing these hikes um, is just an amazing opportunity. Um, there's so much that you get to experience, not only on the big trip, but just in the journey of your training. And I think that for me personally, I've grown in my walk with the Lord because I've had time on the trail, hours on the trail, um, just to listen, to pray, to really um, seek his face. And it's, it's a place where I get to connect with God and his voice. Um, and it's a way for me to really receive wisdom and guidance in my, um, in my life, in my work, in my family. Um, and so I'm really thankful for those opportunities um, just to connect with God in nature. Um, I also just am able to get physically fit. Like it, when you're training like this, when you're committed to do um, a big hike, you are motivated to train. And so it just it's, gets you moving. It helps you to grow physically, just become more physically fit. And within that, there's just so much opportunity for God to be at work as we're training for something physically um, and putting some intention behind it like Revelation Wellness does. Um, our hearts begin to open to things that God wants to do in us. Um, he starts to change some of the ways we think about things. He starts to heal some of those places um, that have been wounded in our lives. And it's just a really great growth opportunity for, you know, our hearts, our minds, and our bodies as well. What's up, podcast fam? This is Aaron, one of the team members here at Revelation Wellness, and I'm excited you've chosen to join us today. What you just heard was a testimony from Aaron Shoy, who is a ref wild hiker from Colorado. In fact, registration is happening now for our Rev Wild Adventure hikes. Now, these hikes give you a space to process your feelings, thoughts, and emotions, and they're a place to connect with God and encounter Him on the trail. If you love the outdoors, swipe up, tap the link in the show notes to get registered for our Rev Wild Adventure hikes. Now, if you haven't downloaded the Revelation Wellness mobile app, go right now and get it in your app store. Did you know that you can play this podcast right through the app? That's right, everything is in one convenient place. Everything, everything we do at Rev, all in one place. You can also become an RW Plus subscriber where you'll have access to exclusive content like Rev Xing the Word and Leaders Lounge, not to mention on-demand replays and so much more. If you don't go get it right now for the content, then go get it right now for the community because that's where all of our connecting and all of our community is taking place. You'll also see a lot of behind the scenes features and videos all in one place on the Revelation Wellness mobile app. Without further ado, here's Elisa for today's Revving the Word. Prepare your heart, prepare your mind, prepare your soul and your body. Here we go. Getting the playlist going in three, Two, one, play. Hands up to the ceiling. All right, Hands good morning or afternoon, evening. 
<laughs> Always good, right? Always good. Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton. We're going to move our bodies. Get our heart rate up a bit. Get more uncomfortable than we would be if we were on the couch <laughs> or sitting in the car driving. Nothing wrong with either of those. But something happens when we work out, literally work out our salvation. As Paul would encourage us to do in the book of Philippians, that's what we're going to do. Work this thing out. We have a faith that moves. Speaking of that, have you joined the app? Please, if you have not downloaded the brand new Revelation Wellness app, you got to go do that. Like right now, like right now, right now, do it. If you love the podcast, you're going to love it over there. We have categorized the podcast for you. So you can easily find a Be Still or Revving the Word. And we also have some bonus podcast audio teachings over there for you. All kinds of goodness. Even, even Rev Xing the Word, which is moving your body, conditioning specific muscle parts. It's just goodness, you guys. So I'm not going to go on about it, but man, I'm just bursting at the seams with the joy of having that app. Finally, finally. So let's just give the Lord thanks for anything we can think of right now. Go ahead. Give him thanks. Any small thing, big thing. This is good neurochemistry. Activate good hormones and chemicals in your body with thanksgiving and you don't have to feel thankful to benefit from thinking thankfully all right good i always give thanks that i'm upright you guys there will come a day that you will lay down and you will not get back up. It's beautiful and it's terrible, but it's just part of life. And so we train for hard seasons to come so that we can get up again. Get up. There will come a day that we all go home and we won't get up from this world but we'll be transferred into a marvelous one, gathered with a great cloud of witnesses. And I'm good with that. I don't want an early death, but I'm okay. I can truly say, like Paul, whether abounding or abasing, plenty or in want, I'm content. Because to live is Christ and to die is gain. But we got a lot of Christ living to do today, you guys. So, we move our body. Today, just get your heart rate up to any workable uh, capacity that feels good for you. I would encourage you to just make it something that feels challenging, but not strenuous, okay? 
Let's pray. Jesus, come into our hearts and make yourself completely at home. In Jesus' name, amen. I love that prayer. It's what I really, really want. In this time, God, come into my heart. Take up more territory and rest in me. All right, friends, I don't even know where to begin. I just returned yesterday from Asbury College. I have no idea by the time this comes out live if that's still going on. Check into it, Google it. But basically, a radical move of God showed up there. Here, now, let me just break it down, very simple. It's college, university, campus. They have chapel every day. Not every day, three days a week. On this particular Wednesday, they had chapel. Unlike any, it was like every other chapel. Kids leave, go to class. But about 10 to 15 kids, uh, gosh, I gotta stop saying kids, they're adults, young adults. They stay behind to pray, just to pray with one another. They just like, I need God here, could you pray with me? And I'm sure that's probably happened during other chapels, that people stay behind, but there were no teachers there. It was just some kids praying with one another. The rest of people left to go on with their usually programmed day. But then once they got to class, some students felt a sudden urge to go back to chapel. So they went up to their teacher and said, I'm supposed to go back to chapel. I feel like God's telling me to go back. And these teachers said, yeah, go on back. If that's what you feel, where you need to be. And they went back and there's quite a few of them that felt the pull to go back. And then before you know it, more and more young adults started coming into the chapel, feeling the pull to come back. And perhaps some people saw, what's going on? Why are people going back into chapel? And got curious, didn't feel the call, but got curious. And before you know it, the chapel was filled, filled with college students that did not go to class, but stayed back to worship God. It was a spontaneous move of God. And from that moment, they never stopped worshiping. It's been going on now for over a week, day and night, singing, praising, giving testimony, repentance, repentance. Basically these, these people, I'm gonna call them people, adults, young adults, were realizing how much they needed God. I love it, y'all. The next generation, they're sharp. They're onto it, they're onto it. They don't want the fake thing, they want the real thing. And God, they're crying out for God. This is why we see it. <laughs> why the anxiety and depression is so high in our youth. 
I've been telling my friends, anyone who's struggling with a kid who's struggling, it's a setup. God is coming, God is coming, God is coming. And he came to that college campus and it was what we would call a revival. I got up on a plane and went over there. And I'm ruined. What my eyes have seen, I cannot unsee. It was a literal glimpse of heaven. Young, old, black, white, male, female, rich, poor, people pouring in the doors to get in and worship God. It's just worship. And that is what life is about, friends. All our studying of scripture is to lead us to the worship of God. <laughs> when we leave this earth, what, will we, we will, what we will be doing for eternity is worshiping God, praising Him, our hearts filled. And I, <laughs> what does that mean? We're always standing in an auditorium praising God? No, I don't know, because that's what we do here, because we know nothing else to do but be found in the house of the Lord. One day we will live in his kingdom with him. We will, I believe, new heaven, new earth. We'll climb mountains, swim oceans with the praise of God in our heart. You see, we don't always do that here on earth. We start making it about our waistline, our bank accounts, our friendships. And those things have value, guys, but ultimately we are here to worship God, make him known. And right now in that chapel, thousands of people come in and leave and not one empty chair is left during the day. People wanting to worship God. There's no celebrity on the stage, no pastoring of big names. The, the worship is pretty janky, but doesn't matter. People are just pure worship of God. And so today, what we're gonna do is just worship God. Just adore Him. And we're gonna do this by reading the prayer that Paul prayed over us because it was prayer that started the revival. All moves of God begin with earnest prayer. God, you have to come be God because we cannot do this. Come God, come, prayer. Okay, so first of all, if you are not a person of prayer, can you just confess it? No shame, no condemnation. That you don't hunger to pray. Can you just confess that right now? And if you just tend to pray when there's a problem, confess it right now. No shame, I'm raising my hand too. 
until recently, guys. <laughs> I was moving out in the power of God. Prayer was lingering behind, but not anymore. I have fallen in love with prayer. I like yearn for it. <laughs> I can't get enough. It's just conversation with God, intentional, seeking Him in His Word, at His Word, so that His Word would be made known. And it starts, starts with prayer, every move of God. So you're gonna see a big, subtle shift in Revelation Wellness. More opportunity for you to become the intercessor you are. The enemy has stolen this from us. The gift of prayer. Prayer. Talking to God, the God who hears you, our Father in heaven. When the disciples come and say, Jesus, teach us to pray. They actually had to say that, by the way. Teach us to pray. Because they saw something different about Jesus' prayer life. It's not like they'd never prayed before. They were devout Jews. But there's something different about the way Jesus prayed. And it's through his prayer that he walked in authority, guys. And he walked in the love, the compassion, the mercy, the grace, the authority, the justice, and the power. Scripture tells us he says he only does what he sees his father doing. Communicating with the father, prayer. So let's all say this prayer together. God, I want to be a person who prays. Turn on my prayer life. Holy Spirit, turn on my prayer life. Give me my inheritance in prayer. Say that. Okay, you guys, and we just need to call out. Here's what happens. The enemy shows up to make that sound very heavy, hard, and boring. And I'll be real with you. <laughs> Sometimes prayer feels boring. In Asbury, when I was there, I did an all-nighter. I'd never done one before. It's called an all-night burn. And I knew, it was the day I got there, I told my friend, leave me here, I'm not leaving. I truly felt like David who says, I just wanna be found in the house of the Lord because the presence of God with people hungering for God, it will give you sticky feet. You don't wanna leave. So I stayed up the whole night and slowly people left right thousands were there during the primetime hours but as it went on 10 11 12 1 a.m 
2 a.m. People started leaving. It got down to about maybe 15 to 20 of us holding the night watch. And friends, it was boring and beautiful. It's beautiful. So I am going to read over you. First thing, if you don't know the Our Father, because it's the prayer Jesus teaches his disciples to pray. Let's say it together right now. If you know it, say it with me. If not, you're gonna go look in Matthew 6, and you're gonna learn it. Super, repeat it, repeat it. Here we go. Say it with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hollow would be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now here's the doxology we added and we're gonna do it. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever. Amen. What a powerful prayer. That prayer has everything you need in it. It starts with who God is, your Father, and where He is. High and lifted up. He has a will He wants to do, and He wants to do it through you. And He knows you're gonna have some daily needs, food. And forgiveness. <laughs> Y'all, we're gonna need forgiveness. Remember, we've been forgiven and so forgive. This is why in Revelation Wellness, we can say gracious assumptions. Release them. The moment you are offended, release them. Let, let it go. We're all a little messy, everyone. We're all messy. So the Our Father prayer, centers us in who God is, where He is, and what He wants to do. And it's the prayer Jesus told us to pray, so perhaps start there. But I'm gonna assume most of us know the Our Father. Next, pray the prayer that, called the apostolic prayers, the prayers that Paul prayed for us. The things that Paul, or anywhere in the New Testament where you see an author of the book saying, I pray this for you. Wow, because there's power there. So I read to you now from Ephesians 15 to verse 23, and I'm sorry, Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 15 through 23. Ready? 
I want you to see right now. Come on, as your heart rate's up, it's so good. We got new neurons firing up, old pathways dying off, new ones coming. You are a child of God. You were created to converse with your Father in heaven and everything that is a move of God starts with prayer. Earnest, contrite, humble, and hungry prayer. So Paul prays this for us. For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which He has called you, what are the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Verse 22, and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. Hey, do you see it? Paul is praying, praying for the Ephesians, the church at Ephesus. He's invested. He's like, I pray for you. There's a few things he says here I'm going to highlight. He says, first of all, it's because of your faith. Your faith has put you here in this family. Can I just celebrate in that in you? It's your faith in Jesus. Y'all, right now, there are people, <laughs> followers or believers in Christ who don't believe in the move of God that's happening in Asbury. Gosh. And listen, I had my own moments of like, is this real? <laughs> it's real. Why else? It's just hunger for the Lord. That's called faith. You put your faith in Him because you were hungry. And you know, nowhere else would you be filled. You tried it all. It's God or nothing at all. That's your faith. And for this reason, because of your pray faith, 
I do not cease to give thanks. Because of your faith, you are remembered. Do you know right now, Jesus is interceding for you. Jesus is in full-time ministry, interceding, praying for you, that you would come to him, know him, walk in a manner worthy of your call, to know, this is what Paul even says, I hope the eyes of your heart are enlightened so that you would know the hope to which he's called you. Let's just sit with that. Paul prays that the eyes of our hearts would be opened up, illuminated, that we would have a wider vision and perspective for our life because you've been called. You've been called. And the gifts and the calling are irrevocable, it says in scripture. <laughs> What's so cool to think is that move of God that's happening right now, it's not happened because people prayed, it's happened because Jesus prayed. Jesus has been praying for us and all the heavenly angel bodies have been waiting to see what we would do. <laughs> Come on. Your faith. Y'all, I am here for good theology. I, am, I love the word of God. but we can try to turn the word of God into some type of a formula or a construct that once we feel safe and secure about it, then we will have faith. And so there's a sect of the church right now folding their arms, sitting back and being suspicious of a move of God. Hey, can I just call that out right now? Can we repent of a suspicion in our hearts that God isn't good, that God doesn't listen to us? a suspicious heart. Get rid of it, get rid of it. Jump into the ocean of faith. Faith. And the righteous shall live by faith. Faith in the word of God, yes, but not complete understanding, security, safety. I've nailed this, I've got this down, faith. That's not faith. Leave room for the mystery. And that mystery will drive you into a prayer life. Because if you've got it figured out, you don't need to pray. So Paul says, it's because of your faith and your love toward all the saints that I remember you in my prayers. Your love toward all people and your faith. I think Jesus is the same way. He's attracted to people who have faith in who he is and love for God and people. Come on. Help me out here. You guys, our heads are big and fat. 
We have too much information. Enough. More information is not going to save you. Faith saves you. Faith in Jesus Christ, which means you will be fat in your faith if you don't use your faith. I'm gonna give you an example. I mean, I've been wrecked by what I saw in Asbury. I saw God, y'all. I saw a tattoo-faced man worshiping, crying with, with his arms. Just reaching out for a father, worshiping next to a little old lady with gray hair as white as snow giving her heart to God. Now in any normal circumstance, those two people would walk opposite of each other. If that little old lady is walking down the street and she sees a tattooed faced man coming towards her, her brain is naturally gonna say, get to the other side of the street. This could be dangerous. She would naturally feel fear because in this world she has had trouble and so we learn to stay safe and listen up all your safety will not save you God doesn't give you a brain to keep you alive just so you can stay alive he gave you a brain so you can come alive faith 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 brought those two together in the one house. I saw old men stumbling their way up to the altar, collapsing at the altar. And then young college, able body men and women coming around this, this senior saint and pouring their hearts into this old man come on get your faith up put your love on pray Paul prays that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. Is it, don't you need that? I need the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. When my kid is not making a decision that is healthy, I need not to control him. And I need to pray for him with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I need a spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to think, feel, and choose is to apply knowledge 
so I need revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. In other words, God, what I see here on earth, it doesn't look like the heaven. Because revelation is knowledge that can only come from heaven to earth. You will not find revelation on the earth. God reveals himself through things on the earth and in the earth, but it's God. That's why we're called revelation wellness. Your wellness is not found in another protein shake, in your anti-aging serums. Listen, I don't care if you do that. I don't care, great, yes, no. But are you growing in the revelation, in the knowledge of Jesus Christ? This is why we pray, because I can only know what is heaven saying, thinking, feeling, choosing as I plug into it. And I do that through my Holy Spirit. And I pray, God, I need your spirit to give me wisdom what to do in this moment so that I can have more agreement and revelation of what you're doing. I wanna partner with you, God. I wanna challenge you for the next 40 days. I learned this from Corey Russell and I've been doing it. Pray this prayer. God, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. That's it. God, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. If you want more wisdom and more knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, pray it. It's what Paul prayed we would pray. Paul prays, I'm gonna leave it on this. Just go back, you guys. Come on, I don't have enough time. I pray, God, this cannot be enough word for you. If this is the only word you get weekly, you are weak and more is available to you. Go, read Ephesians 1, 15 to 23 yourself. Read it in context, read, starting in chapter one, just read it. You don't need a theology degree to read the Word of God. You ask the spirit of wisdom and revelation of knowledge of Jesus Christ to help you with the Word. Help it burn for you. I said to the Lord today, Lord, help your Word stick to my bones. Stick it to my bones. Not so that I could pull it out as a weapon, but so that I would be transformed by it, that you would change me conform me to your word not this world and Paul prays that we would know the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe you are a child of God an heir of God and a co-heir with Christ and he wants you to know the greatness of his power towards you I'm going quiet. God, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ.
Come on, give him your heart. Give him your aches. Give him your pains. Give him your praise. I pray that you would know the immeasurable greatness of his power toward you because you believe. <laughs> Y'all, once we figure this out, once we work this out and stop believing the suspicions, accusations, and lies, the accuser of the brethren, once we stop giving him headspace, mental territory, and real estate, then we will know the greatness of his power. There is no dead end. There is no lack in the kingdom. There is no dead ends. Only possibilities for the revelation and knowledge of Jesus Christ. So, Father, I pray right now, I pray, put a spirit of a hunger for you that could only be found in intimate conversation with you and coming to you with all of our hurts, our hang-ups, our habits. We're hungry for you, God. A move of God. And right now, I declare what you are doing in Asbury, that pure hunger, craving for more of God. Release that in this ministry right now. The heavens are open. Get under it right now. Bypass our brains, God. Get to our hearts. In Jesus' mighty, transforming, redeeming name, we pray. Amen.